Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. Whether thou art a ghost that hath come from the earth, or a phantom of night that hath no hollow, or one that lieth dead in the desert, or a ghost unburied, or a demon, or a ghoul, whatever thou be until thou art removed, thou shalt find here no water to drink, thou shalt not stretch forth thy hand to our own, into our house enter thou not, through our fence break through thou not. We are protected, though we may be frightened. Our life you may not steal, though we may be scared to death. Eek. Welcome to Scared to Death, Creeps and Peepers. I'm Dan. Hi, Dan. It's me, Lindsay. Hello. Hi, hi I know you. Hello, I know you. I know uh, you. Thank you for all the continued ratings and reviews. Thanks for subscribing, watching Bad Magic Productions on YouTube. I'm feeling good today. I feel full, full strength. Yes. My glasses, I didn't realize I could just bend the frames and they would hold shape and so they're tight on my head. Fantastic. That was a problem the last few weeks. That's one of your Time Suck sponsors, yeah? Mm-hmm. Felix Gray, yeah. I was going to pretend that there was a demon in my sweatshirt mm-hmm. and go like this because I'm wearing like this giant yeah. sweatshirt and I look huge and frumpy. So I was going to no. be bumpy in the frumpy. <laughs> you look fine. You look good. <laughs> Uh, we'll have pictures today. Lindsay has pictures. I have pictures. I have videos. Videos. Which is, I mean, people are going to shit their freaking pants. Nice. And uh, we'll, we'll put that stuff on Facebook and Instagram later for those of you who are unable to watch the right. show. And uh, new merch for the creeps this week. Uh, not sure the peepers can handle it. An awesome spooky Ouija board tee now in the store at badmagicmerch.com. No, thank you. Also, a little more toned down Ouija hoodie. I really, really like it. I like it, it is both. so cool. Uh, the artwork is uh, great for both. I think I'm going to grab myself that hoodie. You are? Mm-hmm. I like well, it. Well, can you not wear it around me? Mm, no, I'm going to wear it wherever. I'm going to start like, I'm going to get a planchette mm-hmm. and start spelling things out on your chest. Good, good, good. Well, I got a creepy new yeah tattoo that's kind of, you know, spooky. And that vibe. I wouldn't call it creepy. Not creepy. Spooky. I shouldn't say creepy. Spooky. Spoopy. Occulty. Spoopy. <laughs> um, quick, quick address. I know we're trying to get, you know, into the stories as fast as possible. Yeah, we, but we need a second to acclimate. That's right. We got to welcome people to the show. And uh, and also got a lot of emails from UK listeners about the Enfield Poltergeist story from uh, three episodes back. Uh, specifically for our making fun of Peggy for not leaving the home despite her daughter Janet's supposed possession. Despite constant poltergeist activity over a prolonged period of time. Brought to our attention that Peggy and her family lived in council housing, which is a form of government-assisted housing, basically low-income housing, homes specifically built for low-income citizens, families who cannot afford to live in a home where the rent isn't, uh, you know, uh, unregulated. Yeah. You know, just left to, like, you know, ride the kind of market. And and it came across to some as uh, we were making making fun of Peggy for being poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, A, 
We didn't know what council housing was. We don't yeah. live in the UK. Uh, B, uh, Lindsay and I have both been poor. Uh, you uh-huh. know, I had government subsidizing uh, growing up for a time as a kid. Yeah. I know Lindsay. I grew up uh, on food stamps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. So we were not shitting on her for being poor. Uh, we were shitting on her for seeming to not do more to help her daughter. So so we are in light of this new information. Mm-hmm. We, we're making we, a change. We're making to make a change. Uh, there's, gonna, there's not going to be any more don't be a Peggy. We're going to wait for a, a female character who is uh, more gratuitously kind of uh, terrible in their choices. Just like not, Darren. Like Darren. A, a more worthy equivalent of Darren for the female equivalent. So don't be Darren, you know. And uh, and if you're one of the listeners that is like was furious that I didn't do enough like socioeconomic research to properly fully understand the financial situation of one of the main characters, then this isn't the show for you. And I say that without malice or spite. Sure. Uh, it's just that these are campfire tales, right? These are stories designed to spook, designed to scare, not designed to analyze and dig deep into the details. Uh, I hate watching horror movies with that type of personality. Oh, it ruins everything. It ruins it. It completely ruins it. Totally. Uh, it's like, to me, it, horror is like improv. Like, yes and. Oh, yeah. For sure. If you do an improv game with somebody who's like, oh, then I was uh, walking through the ice cream parlor. I'm like, no, you weren't. But then it ruins it. <laughs> and, and if you're watching a horror movie, we're like, get out of there. You got to get the fuck out. And somebody's like, well, actually, I mean, there's probably like a financial situation that's really kind of constraining them to the home. And if you think about it, I mean, they might not have their savings account built up. Shut the fuck up. Right. That takes all the fun out of what we're doing. Yeah, you're ruining the story. So so going forward, Lindsay's going to keep reacting to my stories. That's sure always going to be part of the show. Sure am. I'm going to keep reacting to hers. We're going to just have fun getting into it, being scared. Uh, enjoying these tales. We're going to, you know, try to make it as scary and fun as entertaining as possible. We hope that uh, people continue to enjoy it. Those of you who don't, best of luck finding what you do like. And we hope to find uh, more people who do like what we're doing. Yeah. So, so that's all. So that's yeah, all. So a little nod in that one situation, little caveat where it's like, yeah, we can find somebody better. Sure. Yeah. And we do feel bad. I mean, we just yeah. didn't know. So it's like we're not right. being, we weren't being dicks. We weren't being yeah. rude. What like all the adjectives that you guys threw yep. at me. Um, <laughs> right, right. But that, that being said, you can do that to any one of these stories. If you want to pick absolutely. them apart. Oh, horror's the easiest to pick apart. Yep. So uh, so there you go. So let's that's move it. on. Let's, Dan, what are we talking about this week? Do you have uh, two tales for me? I have two. How many do you have? I have two. Okay, great. I have two, and I have video. I know, I'm excited. Oh God! Because and, and are yours more traditional, kind of like uh, you know, poltergeist possession me, type? Well, in that world. Well, my, my first, spirits? my first one is uh, somebody caught some stuff on camera. Okay, that is okay. definitely like what is that? Uh, a big what is that? Okay, okay. Um, and then oh yeah, and then the next one is a little bit more traditional okay, in good. the sense of like something in a house, and I just I loved it because it was like oh my god, I feel like I feel like I say this every week, but it seriously could have been me and my girlfriends okay. when I was sixteen. I'm like okay, oh. I, and I like that there's a little bit more traditional. Because uh, what do you have? Because my shows are, are a little bit different, which I like. Your shows are a little bit different. My, my stories, my shows. My shows. I'm going to have shows for you. You're doing a show. The first of two tales I have is the 2008 disappearance of Brandon Swanson. Well, I'm not into disappearances. This is a very uncomfortable vanish without a trace. You know, story coming in from Minnesota makes you wonder if something uh, not of this world has something to do with it. Probably. Uh, for the second story, this is very different. We head to New Mexico and dig into a tale about a cryptid we haven't talked about yet on Scared to Death, the Skinwalker. Ooh, okay. So, so Super many creepy. people have been asking about Skinwalker Ranch. Okay, now this is not Skinwalker Ranch. 
But that is, it's interesting. That is a little different. Uh, that We might do that one down the road. Yeah, yeah. This is, I'll get into it later what a skinwalker is. Skinwalker Ranch, there's uh, more of an extraterrestrial kind of bent. I see. To, to that uh, sightings that occurred at that location. Okay. The actual Navajo legend of skinwalkers is, uh, especially in this story, more about cryptids, like like monsters, like a possible real Great. monster. That sounds fun for me. So this first one requires what? a little bit of setup. Okay, can I just show off what socks I'm wearing this yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they are a low-cut, super fuzzy, low-cut super cozy, cozy, super comfy. Can you guys see? They're like, oh, look at my moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're little. Well, what is it? <laughs> what noise was that? What kind of creature makes that noise? Um, A non-cryptid. A non-cryptid, so it's an identifiable species. Mm-hmm. That that makes no sense. So it's a real animal. Kind of well. Then what is it? It's a non-cryptid, inhumane, <laughs> fuzz, gibberish, fuzzy wuzzy. Okay, it's a non-cryptid, inhumane, fuzzy wuzzy. That, that makes sense. <laughs> They're cute or whatever it is. Okay. This is. I'm not good at this. Okay, I'm gonna set the story up. Please take the pressure off me. <laughs> Brandon Swanson was your average 19 year old. Born and raised in Marshall in southwest Minnesota, Brandon graduated uh, from the Marshall High School, 2007. Brandon had a passion for science, wanted to pursue higher ed- education. So after graduating, he enrolled in an engineering program at Minnesota West Community and Technical College in nearby Canby, Minnesota. He was planning on transferring to Iowa Western Community College in Council Bluffs, Iowa a few months later in August 2008. He wanted to enroll in their four-year engineering program. Tuesday, May 13th, 2008, marked the last day of his classes for the semester, and Brandon and his classmates decided to celebrate a bit of a going-away celebration. Okay. Brandon was leaving the next semester, and during the summer, his friends would be scattered working part-time jobs and vacationing. The group had a few drinks in the nearby tiny 450-person town of Lind, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Between 10.30 and 11 p.m., Brandon left the celebration, drove to another friend's house just 30 minutes away in Canby. Okay. I'm picturing, like, where you grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very rural. T- yes, exactly. Got Brandon it. Brandon wasn't known by anyone to be a big partier. Uh, he hadn't had much to drink in Lind. Didn't appear to be anywhere close to drunk when he left his friends there. When he made it to the Canby party, he had a shot of whiskey. Then he left around midnight to head back to his hometown of Marshall. No one remembers him having much to drink in Canby other than that single shot of whiskey. He definitely didn't seem drunk or hide anyone. He seemed clear-headed and in good spirits, and there was no reason for him not to be in good spirits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It had been a good semester, and he was, by all accounts, excited to see what the future was going to bring him. Mm-hmm. But Brandon would never continue his education in Council Bluffs that fall. Uh, he would he would never make it. Time now for the tale of the disappearance of Brandon Swanson. Using State Highway 68, which is a direct route from Canby to Marshall, Brandon set off for home. It should have never taken him more than 40 minutes tops to get there. It was a route he had traveled literally hundreds of times. But for some reason, he veered off course. He got his car stuck in a ditch along a gravel road near the highway. He tried to call his friends back at the party, but none of them answered. Just before 2 a.m., Brandon called his parents, Brian and Annette Swanson, and asked them for a ride. He told them he was between Marshall and Lind, which was odd because Lind was not along this route. He reassured them that he wasn't hurt and that he was nearby. Barely seven miles separates Marshall and Lind. But when his parents got to the location Brandon described, they didn't see him. Annette called him on his cell phone and they decided to flash their headlights in the hopes of seeing each other through the dark night. Annette could hear Brandon flashing the car lights on the other end of the line, but she couldn't see him. We're flashing our lights, she said. 
Frustrated, Brian responded, Don't you see me? They didn't. Annoyed that they couldn't see him, Brandon hung up on his mom. Then Annette quickly called him back. He apologized for getting irritated, and then Brandon told his mother that he noticed the lights of the town of Lind ahead of him. Talking to his mom, he started to walk towards the town, and he described a parking lot in Lind that they all knew very well, and he asked his parents to meet him there. His parents stayed in the line with him as he walked. Along the way, walking along a gravel road, he saw two fence lines, and he heard running water. The call lasted about 47 minutes. Brandon seemed a bit lost, but otherwise fine. And then all of a sudden, Brandon yelled, Oh, shit! And the call went dead. And that was the last time anyone would hear from Brandon again. What the fuck? His parents called him back over and over. He never answered. The phone rang each time until it was the next day when the calls began to go straight to voicemail. His parents huddled in that cold, dark parking lot waiting for hours for their son to show up, tired and muddy, but safe, but he never did. At half past six in the morning, Brandon's parents called the police to report him missing. An officer at first told him to wait. It wasn't unheard of for young men to go off the grid for a while, especially after partying, especially when girls were partying with them. Annette and Brian told the officer it wasn't like that with Brandon. They'd been on the phone with him for almost an hour. They were certain that something terrible had happened. They pleaded with the officer to file a police report. What about the oh shit they'd heard? Mm -hmm. What had Brandon seen in the darkness that had startled him? Mm -hmm. Finally, the officer agreed to file a report. And here's where the strange story gets stranger. Cell phone records show that when Brandon was talking to his folks, he wasn't even remotely close to where he thought he was. He wasn't anywhere near Lint. In fact, he was over 20 miles away. None of this made any sense. This wasn't a confusing area. He knew this area very well. He wasn't new to the area, wasn't new to town. How did he not know where he was? He didn't seem disorientated or drugged when he talked to his mom for 45 minutes. Police began searching for him around noon. Brandon Chevrolet Lumina was quickly recovered about a mile and a half north of Taunton. Taunton was almost exactly halfway between Canby, where Brandon went to school, where he was last seen, and his home in Marshall. 13 miles from Canby, 17 miles from Marshall. How did he get so lost roughly 15 minutes after leaving this party? Lincoln County Sheriff Jack Visecki would tell CNN, it was off the side of a field approach and the vehicle was hung up. It's sort of a sharp incline, nothing major but enough that the car would get hung up so that the wheels are too high off the ground to get any traction. But the car wasn't actually damaged and there wasn't any evidence Brandon had been hurt. So what had happened to Brandon Swanson? The police launched a massive manhunt, expecting to quickly find either him or his body. Over the next few months, over 500 volunteers, emergency services, and law enforcement officials used walkers, boats, horseback, all-terrain vehicles to search areas of Lincoln, Lyon, and Yellow Medicine counties, and various bodies of water, including Yellow's Yellow Medicine River, several miles away. In searching the area that phone records had linked Brandon to, investigators noticed a red light atop a Taunton grain elevator. Is that the light Brandon saw? Did he think that light was coming from Lind? Oh, yeah. But if he did walk towards that light, why couldn't they find a trace of him now? It was as if Brandon had vanished into thin air. Authorities ended up coming to believe that Brandon must have fallen into a body of water and drowned. They had zero evidence pointing towards this. It's just what made the most sense to him. How else could he have so thoroughly disappeared? They weren't going to officially list a paranormal reason. Search dogs did pick up Brandon's trail. Okay. A three-mile trail that largely followed the field roads west-northwest to an abandoned farm, then along the Yellow Medicine River to a point where a small stream entered it. They concluded that Brandon probably fell in the water, which is why the dogs lost his scent. But this was a small creek, a slow-moving river. They also felt he should have easily managed to get out and continue walking. Right. 
The temperature that night did go down to around 39 degrees, so Brandon may have succumbed to hypothermia, but again, if that was true, where was his body or his clothes or any scrap of evidence that he was ever there other than these dogs, you know, picking up his trail? Eventually, authorities called off the search and family and friends of Brandon continued to look on their own, using their own money and determination to organize multiple additional search parties. They scoured over even more ground using countless dog handlers. Divers searched a variety of nearby rivers and lakes, including that, you know, yellow uh, Medicine River where where he had last been kind of, I guess, the scent of him was found. Yeah. The predominant theory... Nothing was found. The predominant theory about Brandon's disappearance is that he fell into the Yellow Medicine River and drowned. But if that happened, again, why why didn't his parents hear a splash over the phone? Mm-hmm. Why did he never, you know, a mention uh, approaching this body of water that he had said was near him? You'd hear it. And the biggest thing, why wasn't his phone traced to a spot along the river? Mm-hmm. Why was it instead traced to an entirely different location many miles away? If a wild animal had attacked Brandon and carried him away like, you know, uh, some suggested, they would have likely found some sort of remains. Mm-hmm. Also, Minnesota not exactly filled with grizzly bears and packs of wolves. Unlikely that that happened. Right. And then finally, there are the lights. Investigators think that the lights Brandon saw, again, probably came from the top of that grain elevator, but that's a total guess. What if they came from something else entirely? Exactly. What else produces lights in the sky? A UFO? What if the lights came from some craft not of this world, a craft carrying beans from a planet we don't know about? And what if seeing one of those beans is what caused Brandon to yell, oh shit, before the call was lost? Hopefully Brandon is still alive. Hopefully, oh shit, weren't his final words. Maybe he ended up going on a journey much different than going to a new college. What if he ended up traveling much, much further away than Minnesota, than a small, or from Minnesota, than a small college in western Iowa? Yeah. So just another one of those odd disappearances where they're they're so rare uh, in today's age with all of our digital technology right. and everything where usually, I mean, almost always people find something. And what I just thought was so weird about this story and made it a little creepy was – and I'll show you some pictures here. That, I mean, I, I really looked at this area a lot and it's sure. such a rural area. Mm-hmm. It, it's – and there's not a lot of roads and things. And it's, it's just one of those places where, yeah, it reminds me of where I grew up mm-hmm. where – there, it, it, there's no way I would get lost ever be going. How like, could you? How could you going from like you know like Riggins to to White like Whitebird or, or you know Council something or, or mm-hmm, just like whatever? Yeah, Grangeville, that whole yeah. area. I mean, there's not that many roads, and then and then for him to talk to his parents for so long but not seem disorientated. Yeah, he was fine. Right. They never and and they had no reason to hide. Like there's no motive for them to say that he wasn't when he was. It's just very odd. And then the detail of the oh shit. You know, uh, yeah. call going out. The weird thing where his phone showed him in a different location than where he supposedly was when this happened. Right. Where the scent dogs were. Those two things don't match up. Right. I guess the dogs, you know, could have gotten it wrong. It's so unlikely. And then and then the lights. I, mean, I guess he could have thought he was in a different place. But then why didn't he sound disoriented? And my thing is, if he was by water, yeah. it, it sounds like this is a pretty, like, strong, powerful river. It's, it's not, really. That, and I'll show you a picture. Oh, the Medicine uh, Lake? Yellow or, Medicine River? Yeah. That's the one he um, he he did. Uh, he, he knew he was there was running water nearby. And yeah. then they found, they determined that he was most likely walking by that river. But wouldn't you hear it on the phone when he was on the phone with his parents? Or it's not? Well, when he fell in, there should have been, like, yeah, you would think you'd hear, like, the splash. <laughs> of something i mean i mean i guess he could have yeah you, you would think you would think that you would hear something like you hear like when you're yeah. talking to somebody on the phone and they drop their phone you hear it when you're on the phone with somebody and they wash their hands you hear it right so right. 
I feel like something is amiss here. Something is not right. So here's a picture of Brandon. Oh, poor poor dude. Sweet, geeky little engineer guy. Mm -hmm. Young dude. And again, he wasn't new to the area. I just, it's just so weird that, uh, like, here's the, this next picture is a highway. Just kind of giving the outside of Marshall, this highway, just to show, like, the type of terrain. Right. It, it's not it's not so even it just, like was it just a straight shot? Or? Was it just like a straight Basically. shot like I'm going from here to here and yeah. this is the main this is the pretty, only pretty straight. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the only way to get from A to B is just this straight shot. Unless there's like little county roads and like dirt roads that don't show up on the map. Uh well, on, well, right. I mean fishing around a lot on Google Maps. Yeah, it's, it's like a state highway. It's not yeah. a huge state highway. Yeah, just this little one lane in each direction. Yeah. And and again this part of Minnesota is not like uh it's not like all filled with all these like crazy canyons and crevices where people could right. get lost or it's not like driving through like the bayou where there's like a swamp where it'd be easier to get lost it's just not that kind of terrain that lends itself to that and again because he's lived there his whole life right you know, he should be he should know where he's going i mean yep. this is weird and then this this next picture is the river so to me oh. i mean you know it's and, and I'm sure, you know, this happened at the end of the school year, so it would have been like, uh, actually, I should have to back and look. I think it was the spring. Now I can't remember. Yeah, well, if he's in college, right? So it well, could he, be like May, June. Yeah, it was cold. Because um, you said people were going to be going off on vacations. and. Oh, yeah, May. May 13th. Yeah. So, so, I mean, oh, yeah. that's, that's when the river's going to be higher. But it just doesn't look like, again, with the terrain, like it's fairly flat. Right, it doesn't look it's like... Not, it's not like the Salmon River where I grew up. It's not that's a what ra- I was thinking. It's not a raging river. Right, you're not going whitewater rafting here. Uh-huh. It seems very peaceful. And then and then last picture, just to uh, lighten things up a bit. I uh, <laughs> was looking for Yellow River, and then that reminded me of Yellow uh, River by IP Freely. Oh, my And so I Google God. image search Yellow River by IP Freely, and this is the most random sculpture really? installation at like a little... Uh, what's it called? Uh... It's a sculpture park in Kiev, Ukraine. I uh, love it. Called Landscape Alley. <laughs> just these little dudes, different colors, just peeing over the trail. Everybody pees the same. A Red, blue, <laughs> green, yellow, we're all the same. Yeah, so random. Okay. Well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but so crazy uh, story. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always have this thought when we talk about someone disappearing. Mm-hmm. Would you rather... That your child just disappears oh. without a trace or that you find remains. I mean, both are such terrible options, but um, but uh, I would rather know. I would rather know to have some type of, you know, good or bad. It's just like I think the not knowing mm-hmm. year after year, just my brain would be worse. It would just tear me apart in a different way. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you never recover from, I'm sure you never recover from the sadness of finding yeah. something terrible. Right, and, and people could argue like, oh, you could hold out for hope, but uh, I don't think I wouldn't. If once it had gone past, you know, several weeks, I wouldn't be. My daydreams wouldn't be like, oh, I bet things are really good. My mind no. would go to the absolute worst places because of all the terrible stories I know about. Oh, so you're thinking that like if you don't find them, they're tied up the somewhere, worst. being tortured to death. The worst. Yeah, yeah. I, I go back and forth because it's like, okay, if some alien just abducted them, mm. if they just went to the ether, if they're just gone and like sure maybe they miss me and they have memories and all of that right. but like they're safe and happy I guess I guess that's a little asterisk if, <sighs> if there was signs of extraterrestrial stuff if I could convince but like myself in this situation right the aliens then maybe, maybe that would be better because of course you know that's where my mind goes but then like finding remains in some ways I think it's worse because then there's the possibility that you know that your child's final moments oh were terrible were terrible yeah that's also, also terrible I'm, I'm watching the Gabriel 
Fernandez story on Netflix, which right. I am so oh mad God, at myself terrible. for starting because I I didn't remember hearing anything about this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I and remember getting mad when the story broke. Well, I, again, I remember none of it. This is mm-hmm. all new to me. So I started watching it and I was like, oh, is this like an investigative piece on the on L.A. and and on the way the city council works there and like what the state's doing. And then 30 minutes into the fucking episode one, I was crying and upset. Yeah. But now I'm like, I have to watch it. I have, to, I mean, I don't have to, I'm choosing to watch it right. because I want to know what happens to the people that tortured him. Right. But, so as you're telling this story, I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like you just, I, I don't know what I think would be worse. Yeah. Ah, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What are the things that weigh you down on a day-to-day basis? What kind of stress are you holding on to? Do you spend much of your day going over things in your brain over and over until they are so distracting it affects your mental health? Well, don't worry. You're not alone. We all carry different stressors, some big, some small. When we keep things bottled up, the results can be negative. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest without fear or judgment. It's a place to work through what is heavy on your mind and heart so that you can feel lighter and happier. I'm always holding on to something. It's the way my anxious brain works. I'm continually worried that I've done something wrong, that I've hurt the feelings of someone I love, and that I have let someone down. I'm stressed that I'm not being a good enough mom or wife. I panic that our life will implode at any given moment and it'll all be my fault. Thankfully, I have an amazing therapist who helps me talk through each of these scenarios. After each and every appointment, I feel lighter, happier, and more capable of showing up as my most authentic self. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Scared to Death today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Scared to Death. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Summer is just around the corner. Who's excited? I know I am. With the warmer, sunnier days calling your name, the last place you're going to want to be is in your kitchen, cooking, and meal prepping. Make your life easier with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factors Never Frozen, Always Fresh Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Think of all the extra time you will get outside in the summer sun when you aren't wasting hours in the kitchen. I think I speak for everyone when I say that the summer is the busiest time of the year. We are all trying to cram in as many things as possible, from concerts to vacations and everything in between. With Kyler home from college and Monroe on her break too, I want to spend as much time as possible with them. And while I truly love to cook, the summer is the one time of year that I'm the least interested in doing that for three meals a day. So I lean on Factor to help keep me healthy and in step with my diet. I'm obsessed with the honey yogurt pancakes for breakfast, the pork El Pastor for lunch, and the cilantro lime barramundi for dinner. So easy and saves me so much time. Head to factormeals.com slash scared to death 50 and use code scared to death 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code scared to death 50 at factormeals.com slash scared to death 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay. Well, this, well, this next story is more, uh, 
I think more just I think it's scarier. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna shift from extraterrestrials to actual monsters, not ghosts or aliens, monsters, cryptids, and and I love this story. You do? Yeah. It, Why? It, it just has a real spooky like when I envisioned this kind of concept for this show and like tales to kind of tell by the campfire. This is the kind of this is like a perfect campfire oh, story. Great! Oh damn, this yeah. one's great. Hey Dan, how'd you do Home Alone in the house this weekend? I did fine actually. You didn't see the ghost? Nope. You you got me worked up for a second. Want to talk about? No, I, I actually get so tired by the time I go to bed. That I just, I just, uh, whatever. I had, a, I, had a, I had a fleeting thought, like I wonder if I see it, but then I'm like, well, if it's not, a, if it's not causing problems, whatever. That's new. Mm-hmm. So was, you thought was, you uh, saw it? No, 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 no. I was saying if I did, if it's not causing problems, whatever. Okay, I've never seen anything in our house. I just feel it. So it didn't mm. feel weird in the house this weekend. Mm, no, it's uh, quiet. Huh? Peaceful. 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 It's quiet. Peaceful. <laughs> it was a house full of pee. I was in a hotel by myself. And yeah. I also didn't really feel anything. Mm-hmm. So is it just me in the house? I think it's your imagination. Of course you think that. All right. I just wanted to ask you that while I was thinking about it before you tell me this really scary story. See, I'm like, I, I, I am the guy in the story. Like it's, I, that's why I know so many of these poltergeist stories. It's always like somebody, somebody sees something and if the other person doesn't see it, they're always like, well, it's their imagination. That always makes so much sense to me because that's exactly what I think. Like, I'm not saying that you didn't, but until I hear or see something, I'm always going to think it's your imagination. I never said I saw anything. Feel it, whatever, which which leans even more to me thinking it's your imagination. Okay, well, remind me later. Yeah. When we, after we do my stories, uh, I had an interesting thing happen in Reiki last week. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You fucking agreed to have it done, my friend. Hmm? I know. I want to see what the flesh is about. such a some believe that a special kind of evil that exists in the quiet, restless deserts and deep sandstone canyons of Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, and parts of Colorado, Montana, where grasslands melt into dusty orange mesas, with no cities in sight, no lights, but the stars overhead. Some believe that something evil is lurking in these places. It hides in the mouths of caves and shady overhangs. It's an evil far older than me or you. Time now for the tale of Navajo skinwalkers. I'm already scared. July 15, 2017. Three friends piled into a car, drove to a cabin well outside of Farmington, New Mexico. It was going to be a good night. I'm sorry, did you say 2017? 2017. Okay. It's going to be a good night. The three friends, Andrew, Zach, and Dante, were celebrating Zach's 23rd birthday. But since two of them had to work the next day, they decided to scrap their original plan of heading over to Las Vegas in favor of hanging out at Dante's parents' remote woodland cabin. They brought weed, beer, video games... And then after a couple hours, the fun of being young and drunk began to wear off and they got bored. Mm-hmm. And then Dante had an idea. What if, he asked his friends, they went and explored the old abandoned barn nearby? Well, that's dumb. Dante's parents had been telling him not to go near it since he was little. Uh-huh. And they always seemed kind of scared of it. Now he was scared of it, too. But it was just a barn. So why not go explore it? They could look for ghosts, see what they could find, have a little fun in the dark, getting scared. Maybe they'd get a good story out of the whole ordeal. Oh, dear. A little high and a little drunk. Everyone agreed to go check out the barn. The barn was a 20-minute walk away through what uh, used to be farmland, but now is, uh, you know, overgrown, abandoned fields. Wait, they're just walking through the fucking dark? Mm Mm-hmm. There were no other buildings in sight, no lights to walk by except the flashlights on their cell phones. Oh, my God, you guys are idiots. And the weak light of the moon, which was partially covered by the clouds... Andrew trailed a little behind the others. It was so quiet, but he could still pick out certain sounds, his footsteps crunching in the grass, the chirping of insects, an odd high-pitched whistling sound occasionally. 
like a wolf's howl combined with a scream somehow. What, what was that? The barn loomed in the distance, red paint peeling. Andrew checked his watch. It was around nine, but it seemed so much later. It seemed darker than it should have been for the summer. Dante walked to the door, slowly pushed it open, and then with a shriek he jerked back. A pile of chains fell from the door and dropped where Dante had been standing. They looked old and heavy, like they could have really hurt him if, they hadn't, if he hadn't moved back. Laughing nervously, he and his friends walked into the barn. What the hell were those chains even doing there? Had they been used to tie something up? Once inside, the three friends were completely submerged in darkness. Andrew shone his phone flashlight around. He and his friends saw the place where horses must have come in in the beams that held the hay. Then he swung his flashlight around to the other side of the barn and he screamed. And then his friends screamed as well. Across the barn stood a tall white figure with glowing eyes and an arched back. It had two folded back legs, two long arms. It was almost completely hairless, almost translucent. Its claws curled and as the boys watched, wiggled in the air as though testing it. It stared at them and they stared back. Were the chains for this thing? Did this thing use the chains to tie up something else? Run, Andrew screamed, and they did run. They all ran back out of the barn and took off across the field, breathing heavily. Zack stumbled and looked back. The figure was in the doorway of the barn now, watching them. Uh. It tilted its neck and Zack heard the pop of its joints. They ran back into Dante's parents' cabin and dead-bolted the door. What the fuck was that? asked Andrew. Uh-huh. I don't know, Dante said, but I sure as hell don't want to find out. Zack was curiously quiet. His face was white, and when the boys decided that they wanted to sleep in the living room uh, floor, he kept fidgeting. Eventually, he said he couldn't sleep on the hard floor and asked his friends if he could take one of their bedrooms. Dante and Andrew were surprised. Why didn't Zach want to stay with the group? Why would he want to be alone right now? It was weird. That's not good. But they didn't want to argue with him. Zach went into the bedroom and Dante and Andrew fell asleep in the living room. And they didn't stay asleep for long. At 3.30, a piercing scream rang through the cabin, a scream like a wolf's howl combined with a human voice again. Dante and Andrew sat bolt upright. Zach! Dante yelled. But was that Zach? That scream didn't sound like Zach, but it had to be right. There was no one else in the cabin. They'd locked the door. They raced down the hall and tried opening Zach's door, but it was locked. Oh, God. They pounded on it, screaming his name. No answer. Desperate and worried about their friend, they tried to kick the door down. After a few tries, the door shattered into splinters at the, at the edge, and they saw Zach curled into the corner of the room, his knees covering his face, and he was crying. Oh, my God. It's okay. It's just us, his friends kept saying. But Zack pushed them away, told them to leave him alone. He looked scared and angry and confused. Then at that moment, they heard something heavy scramble down the hall and barge through the front door. Oh, God. Something other than the three of them had somehow been in the house with them. They ran outside with a flashlight and saw the same tall white creature from the barn moving jerkily as it ran, Uh. as though it wasn't used to its own body. Uh. They locked the door and called emergency services, but Zack wouldn't say anything to the EMTs when they got there. To this day, Zach will not talk about what he saw that night, and they've never been back to the barn since. Come on, Zach! So what did they see? Many who've heard this story say that they encountered a skinwalker. A skinwalker is a cursed human able to transform into other creatures like wolves, bears, and birds of prey. A creature born from Navajo legend. The Navajo name for this creature, a word I will not even attempt to pronounce, translates to, with it, he goes on all fours. And according to Navajo legend, skinwalkers are witches who used to be humans, and Navajos have been talking about encountering them for hundreds of years, maybe longer. They're the opposite of a medicine man. Hmm. Traditional Navajo knowledge passed down orally by medicine men and women through the Navajo language is positive. Healing knowledge. How to heal your body, soul, and heart. 
Skinwalkers do the reverse. They perform twisted ceremonies and manipulate magic in a perversion of good works medicine men have traditionally performed and seek to harm instead of heal. The Navajo believe that some people can achieve supernatural powers by breaking certain cultural taboos and practicing dark arts. There are secret Navajo rituals that these people can perform, certain dances and ceremonies, where they can learn how to curse instead of how to heal. And some of those who learn these dark arts become a sort of witch. And people who attain the highest rank of witchcraft, people who have become pure evil, these people can become skinwalkers. According to legend, killing a close blood relative, incest, necrophilia, completing one or more of these or similar horrible acts can destroy one's humanity enough to open oneself up to a level of darkness necessary to become a skinwalker. And one of the main characteristics of these skinwalkers is the ability to take the shape of an animal. Skinwalkers are usually seen in the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears, but they can take the shape of any animal. And then when they transform back into human form, witnesses have described skinwalkers as sometimes looking like hollowed-out creatures, something in between a human and an animal. Is that what Dante, Andrew, and Zach saw out in that barn in New Mexico? Something in between? And skinwalkers are said to have had uh, other supernatural powers, able to run faster uh, than a car able to leap up in the air hundreds of feet. Skinwalkers are also supposedly able to sort of hypnotize those who dare to lock eyes with them. They can then control another's thoughts and actions. After taking control, the skinwalker can make the victim do and say whatever the skinwalker wishes. Did the skinwalker take control of Zack? Did it force him to do or think something horrible? Is that why he acted so strangely? Is that why he wouldn't talk about uh, that, you know, the creature they saw that night, what, whatever happened to him in the cabin in the barn? Skinwalkers are also supposedly able to mimic and even steal your appearance. Ugh. Is it possible that the person that Andrew and Dante saw in the bedroom wasn't even Zach? Those claiming to have seen skinwalkers often, if not usually, find themselves unable to talk about it, which is perhaps why the Navajo community is so reluctant to share information about skinwalkers with outsiders. It's only recently that stories of skinwalkers have proliferated on the internet, which begs the question, how many people throughout history, throughout the settling of the American West, have seen them? In the early 20th century, many people were found bloodied and torn apart in the woods, and then those attacks were chalked up to animals. But were they animal attacks? How many times have people spotted an animal in the distance and felt that it looked oddly human? Navajo legends describe the way that skinwalkers supposedly kill their victims and is the stuff of nightmares. Sometimes they will literally tear their victims apart. No, thank you. Other times, if they're in their human form, skinwalkers use a powder called corpse dust, also known as corpse poison or corpse powder to poison their victims. Corpse dust is composed of ground infant bones. Ew. Often twin infants, especially bones from the fingertips and the back of the skull. What the fuck? The skinwalker blows this bone dust into the face of their victim or down the chimney of the victim's home. And when the victim breathes this dust, their tongue swells and blackens. They begin to have convulsions, and then they die choking on their own blackened tongues. Skinwalkers haven't just been spotted way out in the dark woods, either. At least one story involves skinwalkers making their way uh, through a prison. Prison itself is normally a terrible place to be. Yeah. How much worse would it be if you were locked up with a murderous monster picking inmates apart? This is supposedly exactly what happened to a man named Ray... When he was in prison, here's Ray's story as he tells it. It began with the prison legend. I'm going to start over. It began with the prison legend. When I went in, 
One of the first things I heard was that something awful had happened in this prison, which was the reason for increased security measures. A year before I'd gotten there, the prisoners were standing near the front of their cells while the guards confirmed they were present and accounted for. When the guards got to a cell at the end of one of the rows, one of the prisoners looked off. When the guard asked another guard to come check it out, they saw that the guy was dead. Oh. And the guy he shared a room with was nowhere to be found. The guards reported this to their superiors, but there wasn't much else they could do. But the really awful thing, the hideous, horrible thing, was that the dead guy was missing his skin. Oh. Yes, he'd been skinned as if someone had peeled it off to wear it. Hell of a story to hear about your home for the foreseeable future, right? Well, a couple of the guys in there were convinced that there was a skinwalker in this prison. How else could the guy have disappeared? And as they compared stories about the guy the dead man had shared a cell with, they realized they all had different impressions of him. Oh? They couldn't agree on the color of his hair or the shape of his face. They knew he was hairy, had a strange expression on his face, but that was about it. They thought with the help of a Navajo inmate who told them a bit about skinwalkers that maybe the skinwalker was a low-level witch, couldn't steal faces, so he'd simply tried to rip the poor man's skin off and wear it. I heard about this story on the second day of my stay. There wasn't a lot to do when we were working, so I would, wa- I would talk to the old Navajo guy a lot. He told me that skinwalkers are tricky to point out on the spot, but if you manage to survive around one for more than a minute or two, almost everyone can tell that their mannerisms are all off. They can mimic human speech, but not totally replicate it. They twitch. They have an unnatural gait while walking. The old Navajo guy, his name was Jack, said that he was sure there was an actual one amongst the prisoners. He thought that the skinwalker was slowly picking us off over the years because we couldn't run, couldn't hide. In Jack's mind, the skinwalker was just posing as another inmate for a while until he got the chance to kill again. Jack called it a master skinwalker. He said it had perfected its human mannerism so well you wouldn't be able to tell if he was your cellmate, which got switched up every couple weeks. So as soon as you learned that some guy was, or what some guy was normally like, you got put with someone else. Some of the guys thought all this was funny, bunch of superstition. But a lot of the guys I could tell were scared. They all knew someone in prison who had snapped under the pressure of not knowing when the skinwalker was going to come for them. Guys would come back to their cells to find their cellmates swinging in front of their bunk, sheets wrapped around their neck. At our yard, I noticed people snapped in a different way. They wouldn't kill themselves or start fights in the mess halls. Every so often, guys would just stop talking. They'd hunch over and shuffle around. Any friends they'd made would be told to go away. They'd become complete loners, shuffling around during rec time with their hair hanging in front of their face, and they didn't want to talk about skinwalkers. Weird. It was like they thought if you talked about it, it would happen to you next. I thought it was just people going crazy. Every time they stopped talking, they got shipped out or transferred to another prison. At least that's what I thought. No one ever told me what happened to them. So I figured they got moved somewhere across the country. But maybe something else happened. Shuffling around during the day was nothing compared to what happened at night. I would lay awake in bed hearing loud cries echo down the cell block. It sounded like an animal dying, maybe a pig. An odd screeching sound like nails dragging down a chalkboard. No one ever said anything about it. Weird shit happens in prison. You get used to it. You shut it out. But what I couldn't shut out during the night by putting a pillow over my ears was the shadows and the footsteps. At night, shadows, strange shadows flitted across the walls. I strained to, to hear if it was the guards, like, like if I could hear keys jingling or a cough, but I never heard anything. Once I woke up and looked over at the back wall, there was the perfect outline of a person standing there. Oh Definitely God. a human shadow. But when I looked, no one was outside my cell. Yeah. My bunkmate was asleep. When I looked back at the shadow, it was gone. 
And the footsteps, everyone hated the footsteps because they kept you from sleeping. During the night, you could hear these footsteps going at a weird pace. I would hear a couple patters, then would stop, then start up again. Maybe it was a guard doing some weird dance step, I thought at the time. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever made these noises would sometimes fly from one end of the block to the other in a dead sprint. It was weirdly fast. By the time you heard the footsteps on one side of your cell and whipped your head around to see the thing run by, it sounded like it was three cells past you. I got released a couple years back, and in the weeks leading up to my release, I thought for sure that I would snap. My bunkmate stopped talking. Oh, God. And then some friends of mine stopped talking. I stayed awake at night, hoping I could preserve some of my sanity. Once as I was trying to remember the plot of a movie in my head to keep myself awake, I saw my bunkmate snake his body through the bars of the cell. What? I'd never been able to get anything past a shoulder through them, but this guy wrapped, warped his body around the bars like it was nothing. And he wasn't leaving, he was coming back in. He was doing something no human should be able to do. I thought for sure that I'd die that night and that someone would find my skinless corpse the next morning. But I guess I wasn't the chosen target. I left a few days later finally a free man. It had been almost ten years of yard fights, bad food, hard labor, and those strange sleepless nights. I left through the gates and walked along the fence at the rec yard, seeing all the guys, some I'd liked, some I hadn't. I was leaving for good. And then I spotted my strange, inhuman bunkmate standing off to the side with his hair hanging down over his face like he had for the better part of a few weeks. I also saw Jack, the old Navajo man, who told us how to recognize the skinwalker. I wish I hadn't. He was standing by himself. He was slouched over, eyeing the other inmates and strangely twitching. Had the skinwalker gotten him too? Or had he been the skinwalker the whole time? Yikes. That was two stories in one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, little two two tales of the skinwalker there. So it's a weird. I mean, it's a creepy legend. Check out these pictures of what this thing is supposed so. to look like. No, thank you. This is a sketch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. This is a, this is a sketch of like it's this no, like I shifting. You. No, you gotta check it out though. So I, no. let's see, that's just like a weird sketch. And then the next one. I don't like it, Dan. Altered image of what somebody thinks a skinwalker would look like. Oh God. Uh, and then it has like a weird like nymph kind of. Right. Right. And then another one, another photo of, uh, <laughs> right. Like that. It's a creepy thing out in the woods. And then this last photo is like the, like what, like, like an actual Navajo man dressed in like, like, like a the witch attire, like the skinwalker. Oh, oh, okay. Right. The traditional, you know, like a, like a bad medicine man. Yikes. That that's almost scarier. I know that one's so creepy to me. The one on the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's a we, we, interesting legend, though, right? I like uh, we haven't really done many of those, like folklore type, you know, no. legend cryptids, and the Skinwalker, just such an unusual, just interesting. Well, we've been getting a lot of emails asking for Skinwalker. Now, the Skinwalker Ranch, I will say, is more of I, I've looked into that story, and that's a ranch called the Skinwalker Ranch. Some people think on this ranch, there's there's been a bunch of weird sightings over the year. Okay. Years. And some people think like skinwalkers have something to do with it. Some people think that the quote unquote skinwalkers are actual, uh, actually extraterrestrials. Ooh. And that's more the angle, I think, of that story. But I'm sure we'll we'll do it someday. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get there. But I had never heard of it. Okay. At all. And then people sent in emails. And to be honest, I'm not Googling what a skinwalker is. <laughs> like if you send me a link, I don't, I, I will email sure. you back and be like, I'm not clicking that fucking link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. No way. I'm not looking at dolls for sale. I'm not going to Skinwalker Ranch websites. I'm, no. 
I am just barely hanging on as it is. Like, <laughs> I am doing pretty well these days. Yeah, you days. are doing pretty well right now. Uh-huh. So, like, let's not fuck up the balance, man. I, lo- I love those kind of stories, though, just because, especially Ugh. growing up in, like, a rural place where... You know, like, like if you're camping, like, like we would go yeah. camping as a kid, not in a campground. We would go like, you know, like yeah. way out in the woods where there's nobody driving by. There's literally no other campers. They're just like, you know, your group. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of times like the kid's tent or whatever would be put a little farther out, you know, because we wanted to be away from everybody or yeah. whatever. And just, I mean, it's so dark at night yeah. when you're really out in the woods. And I just picture some like cabin, like cabins I would see out in the woods where I grew up and you know, like like walking around through the woods late at night. It's just it's just inherently spooky and creepy. Well, those three are fucking saw, idiots walking through a dark field, an abandoned barn with nothing but cell phone flashlights. So you mean to tell me you didn't even bring other flashlights? You didn't bring a weapon? You didn't like? Mm-hmm. And you didn't tell your folks like, hey, we're gonna go check it out. Right. Well, so I get if that, something though. would have happened to them, sure, sure. Dumb, stupid, dumb. I would totally go if I was one of those guys. Well, I wouldn't. But then, but then again, you don't want to be the guy who's back at the house by himself. Oh, right. So right, I guess you right. have to go like by proxy. Yeah, if you're hesitant. Yeah. Uh, and that prison story, huh? Know, yeah, just an interesting, like, you know, story from the web of some guy's, you know, account and yeah, yeah. And again, you know, you know, like I said, I've said, we haven't said it in a few episodes. You know, I, we're aware that you know that yeah, sure, we weren't there. Somebody could have sure. made these stories up. But I think there's, I think that there's rumblings that Alcatraz is haunted. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if prisons are haunted. Think about how many yeah, people different, different die way, in prison. Different way than like the Skinwalker story. Sure, but as but far as poltergeist activity, yeah, a lot of a lot of prisons are supposedly, you know, well, prisons are usually things. old. People mm-hmm. die there regularly. It's a place people are unhappy, unhappy, violence, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems logical to me that a prison would be haunted. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a prison like? Uh, I, mean, I know we did Alcatraz together, but yeah, excuse me. When we lived in LA and I worked in production, there were a couple times when I had to go film in old prisons. Yeah, and and not even like that old. They were just maybe they were shut down for sure. whatever reason. Funny went away or something. Yeah, or like maybe a new one was built, but then what do you do with the old one? And so you know, it's LA. Everything becomes a TV or a movie set. Yeah, yeah. There is something inherently spooky and uncomfortable yeah, about being in a prison. I, I mean, I mean, like similar really. to like the like the old like uh, mental asylums, where just any any place it's like, uh, well, it, it, they they weren't built for comfort. They weren't so. There's that whole thing where it's right. like you know it's similar to a house or like an apartment building, mm-hmm. but it's just so sterile and industrial, yeah, and and not a place you know like that look like looks happy. So it has kind of an probably just a, an angry like a or little, ugh. like oh, I wouldn't want to be here. Yeah, I, I, one of these days I want to tour like an abandoned um, mental asylum, you know, from years past. Like well, at night, I just, I mean, so many horror movies have been filmed in those places yeah. for a reason. Well, it's great because our first story takes place in a mental. No way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And before we dive into it, I, again, filming in LA, I can't believe it. Like you never had to go, but um, oh, what is it called? The Linda Vista Medical Center, I think. It's um, in Echo Park. Where did, did you talk about it? Holy shit. If anybody in LA is listening to this and is in production and has been there, I mean, I have heard so many stories. And I mean, I have been in that place and I wouldn't walk alone by myself middle of the day like, oh, can you run back to the wardrobe room and grab something? Not by my fucking self, I can't. Right, right. No way. Like, I remember some DP telling me that 
you know, the the hospital rooms were connected in all these weird different ways and you, you're working. So like you've got all your camera equipment. He would, you know, had set up here. Yeah. And, and so this was one room and there's like a connecting bathroom or something. And then this is the other room. And he got locked in a room. He was all by himself, middle of the day, no one around. His cell, your cell phones don't work in this place because it's just a giant cement building. Right. And he was trapped for like hours. God. Until so somebody was finally like, hey, where's so-and-so? Yeah. 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 I, I, can't, I, th- I can't remember if I, this is really quick. I can't yeah. remember if I talked about it here or not, but like, did I tell you about, I'm sure I did. When I was at Gurney for a little while, that production company yeah. that was doing like those various rally shows, there was this, some, I can't remember what show I was even working. I think it was like, a, you know, like you, in that world, you would get stuck like doing pre-production on shows that might not even go to air. Totally. You know, and I think this was one of those. And then the guy who was the showrunner on this show, his main uh, experience had been in uh, doing haunted shows. I don't. Uh, I'm blanking on his. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. But like, um, I remember him telling me I was because uh, I was so curious. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, is that stuff real? And, and his first thing was like, he was like, no. He goes, you know, 99 of the shows or whatever he worked on, they actually fabricated all of these scary events. Sure. The production company, you know, crew would plant things. Yeah. They would mess with the talent to make them think they had seen things that was just them. Yeah. On, but he said there was one show. And this is a guy who couldn't have been more jaded. Ugh, I just got chills all over because it just takes one. Yep, because he was so jaded. He had worked on a million of these shows and he was like, all this shit is fake, blah, blah, you know, like that. It's so creepy. And he said there was one show he and he wouldn't even say exactly what he goes. Just he, he would like get a weird look in his eye and he's like, just a lot of stuff happened that was really hard to explain. And they got really spooked to the point that they brought in somebody to do a cleansing of their production office. Wow. A cleansing of a thing. And two people strangely died. On this production, and the one, he said, on one particular episode where a lot of weird shit happened, this guy went into the editing bay over the weekend in the production company. Oh, my God. And when they came back that Monday, he was fucking dead at the computer. Oh, my God. He, he was eating something, watching this show, and choked just randomly on whatever he was eating and died like it, 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 at the chair. And he said it freaked him out. That just freaked me out because who chokes to death? I know, just and, and specifically on the one show that they were having problems with. Uh-huh. But, but but I because when I asked him, you know, after I'm like, you know, before that, I'm like, oh, so you don't believe in any of this stuff? That was the show that changed him. Where you know, before he he was the guy planned stuff, so yeah. of course he thinks it's all fake. And then that one weirded him out, which, uh, weirded, which weirded me out. Uh, well, let's get into a mental hospital. Okay. Oh, buddy, do you have your squishy wishy? Yep. And so at the end of this, we're gonna have um, three. Short videos. Okay. And you saw me when I was prepping this story because I kept just going. I know. I was like, what's what going on fuck? over there? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and yeah. I just think that like maybe things hang out for a minute after they die. That's that's my new consensus. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel a little bubble in my belly. So I'm just going to apologize now if all of a sudden a little burp comes out. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just feel it. I'm... Hmm? There it is. There. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so this email comes in and says, Hey, so I'm a peeper since day one, and I love y'all's show. Been listening to Dan Stand Up for a while, too. I work as a lab tech at an Arkansas State Hospital. Now, when they wrote this story in, they were more specific about where it was, but I removed the name because they still work there. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So so it's just somewhere in Arkansas. Yeah. Uh It's an acute psych facility that's been open since about the mid-1800s, and it's a lockdown Mm. facility and has been since it opened. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. Very mentally ill patients have been through those doors. Yeah. 
we all know that treatment for the mentally ill now is much different and much more therapeutic than it once was. Mm -hmm. We all know how horrible insane asylums were back at the turn of the century. So to say that spirits are floating around here wouldn't be too far-fetched. You hear creepy things sometimes and definitely deal with some folks who are battling some of their own demons. Now, I don't have a scary story to go along with my videos because I don't engage with them at all. I'm a true peeper. But what I have, and the reason why I'm messaging y'all today, are three videos of what I believe are shadow people. Uh, Now, did this person take these videos? It's video of security video. Oh, yeah. I'm already Uh, creeped out. Oh, it's awful. Okay, so for those of you just listening, we will make sure to commentate on what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um... And, and that these shadows people are walking in the halls next to our adolescent unit. Like I said, I've never been haunted by them, and I've never dared to try and speak to them. These are not Mm-mm. doctored videos or fake in any way. I'm young, but I'm definitely not tech savvy. I totally get that. I don't really much believe in ghosts, and I like to think that most stories are fabricated, but these videos are absolutely real. Like you all said, it only takes one story to be true we caught everything on our surveillance videos that we have throughout the hospital no patient info or patients are shown in the videos so you can do with them as you wish and then it just says like please don't exactly name the exact place that we're at okay um thanks y'all and i'm I'm not even gonna say this person's name just in case case. so thank you fan thank you arkansas fan okay so joe producer joe is going to and this is really frumpy going to queue up video one and just hold on joe before you hit play i made some notes for myself um now assuming that i uploaded these properly okay my note here is that you should watch the door handle yeah okay so you're going to watch the door handle on the left hand side so you see the the white wall Mm -hmm. and you can see the handle in like the lower left hand corner and just watch it okay Yeah, watching that door handle. Um, it's just, like a sterile office lights. Just mm-hmm. narrating for those listening. Hospital hallway. Um, yeah, nothing unusual Reach for yet. Ha! Oh, and then a we- Oh! See it? See the black? Yeah. Yo! Yeek! Yeek. Okay, so Joe, and like if you a can- weird kind of... Like, yeah, like so let's, it's let's translucent, watch, but, uh, but it's translucent, shadowy. and then it gets black and shadowy. Yeah. So, Joe, let's watch that again. Now, I feel like the first time I watched okay. it, I, like I did the same thing that you did. You're like you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. Yeah, yeah. But now, if you watch it a second time and you know what's coming, you're like, oh shit. Okay. I, um, we may not be able to see it here just because of the ratio of the video right, right. and you know uploading. The door handle jiggles. Oh, That's okay. what makes it creepy. So, in my opinion, it feels yeah. like the door handle jiggles, and it feels like a like a light orb kind right. of comes through the door. Jiggle. Okay. okay. Orb through door, and then black. Something oh, okay. in, kind of comes towards the camera and then back towards the door. Okay. Okay. So okay. Joe, let's let's do that again. Okay. Ooh, oh my oh, God. 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 Yeah. You damn. Can, God damn it. I mean, it is for sure something walking out that That's door. That's so weird. Turning around and coming back. That's so weird. You. I mean, you can't deny that. You cannot deny that you just saw something. Something's, yeah. I mean, I mean, my, like, okay, whenever I see things like that, my yeah. brain immediately wants to shoot it down because I don't want it to be true. Uh-huh. And, and, and so, you know, my caveat would just be like, well, maybe there's just some trick of the camera where it's like a person gets superimposed on the footage in a way I don't explain. 
But I mean, that's just, I don't even know if that's possible. I'm just grasping at something. Yeah. Because just actually watching the footage, that gave me the chills. Like, that's just, it's not pleasant. No. Now, yeah. now we have two more okay, videos. Okay, okay. Okay, so the second video, Joe's going to get it queued up. Um, my note here is that to watch the far left corner near the exit sign by the main doors. So again, like we're in a hospital, okay. uh, you know, we've got... So we've got what you would think like if you watch any medical show anytime they've like rushed sure. a gurney down a hallway, right? We've got the two doors with the very thin long rectangular yep. little like viewing windows. It's almost yeah, you push the bar in the middle of the door to pop the doors open. Exactly. I like I could be watching some old ER show uh -huh. or whatever. And this is a, going into the adolescent unit. So yep. Joe, go ahead and hit play and watch around the exit sign. Okay. Watch around the exit sign. As, uh, this is the footage of the ad. Uh, da so shit. So something comes down from the ceiling, uh -huh. turns into like a black bl blob of something, but it's like moving. In, uh, that's weird. Yeah, Joe, let's see it again. I think it's very human shaped. Look at the head. Oh, oh, God, 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 yeah. Oh, man. That's that's terrifying, right? That is not that is not fun at the end there. It does look like a head walking. That's uh -huh. so weird. Very creepy. This is very different. Yeah, just seeing these things. Oh my god! And like, and we're watching again. If you're listening, we're watching um footage where you know with her cell phone, his, his oh sorry, his cell phone. I thought you said it hurt. I guess it doesn't even matter. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. But with his cell phone, he is filming his like Dell computer screen. Right, Looks like, like at work. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so it's it's security, security camera, footage. camera footage, and obviously that can't be removed from yeah, sure, the sure, place sure. of employment. Getting so trouble. he's taking video of video. So you oh know, again, God. the ratio is not amazing, but it is obvious what is happening. Okay, so okay. we've got one more. Joe, okay. if you want to cue that one up, and for this one, I want you to watch the bottom of the screen. So okay. you're not looking at the. We're at the same doors that we were at before. Same kind of thing. If this is all in one. Little hallway. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going into yeah. the adolescent psych unit. Okay. okay. Joe, go for it. Let's watch the bottom of the screen. Watching the bottom of the screen. Uh, again, just back in this like sterile hallway. You can see the glow of the fluorescent overhead light. Oh, oh boy. And then, God in, damn it. It goes through the fucking wall. So, yep. And then so, there's a little black shadowy thing that just comes across the yeah. screen. One more time, Joe. Yeah. It, so it comes up from the bottom. Yep. There and it goes. It's walking around. And then it goes. What is that? That is so weird. And mind you, this is the same hallway as the first video that we watched where I said, like, the door is jiggling. <sighs> yeah. And, you know. What is that? It's. That's so weird. I mean, and look at the shadow that it casts. I mean, it's just... <sighs> no thanks. Yep. Yeah. That, Terrifying, that, right? Ter that is very, very strange. I, I will tell you, it didn't... Yes, I mean, it's it's creepy and it's scary, but it's almost like this person who wrote in said, you know, he doesn't engage with them. Yeah. They've never harmed anybody. It's like... Yeah. I think that there is the possibility that when we die, we're just kind of, especially if you don't go to the light or whatever, like, huh, you know, yeah. this is something that I talk about in Reiki that I've like shared with you. It's like, sometimes if you feel something hanging yeah. on, your best thing is to tell it, go. Like sometimes people don't know they're dead and they're just left. Like if, um, Purgatory, like, right. like you're just in limbo. You're just stuck. I hope so. That in a, in I a hope, hospital, yeah. I think about how many people are stuck. Oh yeah. Or possibly. I mean, if you want to engage in that train of thought, if you want to believe that it's possible, sure. Which, if, if it's possible, I want to have the wherewithal to mm -hmm. do practical jokes. Uh huh. Yep. I already knew where we were going. I know, but I, that is truly what I want. That's why you knew that because you know me. 
Uh-huh. I would want to, how great would that be if you like had the consciousness to like fuck with people? I would totally be that ghost. Do you remember, did we ever talk on, on this show about what happened to you at the Viper we did. room? We, we did. did. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was so long on. ago. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe, maybe that ghost was playing a practical like a joke on prank. you. Oh man. I wonder like what, like what you could get away with. Like, you know, like how, how, I don't know what the, you know, if it's, it's real, like what the rules would be. Like oh, I've got a good how way. How you can interact with people. What would, got, you, what would you do? This is pretty funny. Yeah. If two people were having sex, doggy uh-huh. style, uh-huh. I would totally slap an ass. Ooh, I just think it would be so funny if the per, if the receiver got yeah. an ass slap and they were like said like oh like ow or whatever, but then the person yeah in the back right. being the pusher didn't do the ass oh, slap. Yeah. That would be hilarious. I just thought of a joke. <laughs> I don't uh, know why that's so funny to me. I just thought of a joke I wanted to do on Kyler the, from the Secret Suck, uh, you know, another podcast uh, I do off a of Time Suck, yeah. where somebody talked about a practical joke. <laughs> Think how played on them as a kid. Yeah, it's horror related. Where somebody you can get these little like uh, speakers that like you can like magnet somewhere and you can remote control. Oh and, and, yes, you and, told me about this. Oh my god! And somebody had one that was like uh, it was like a little girl's voice, just like and they would just play it, it like under the bed. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. all variations of this. Yeah, but so I don't even have to wait for purgatory. You just do it. I could do the things I want to do now. I could just get something, put it in. Is that too mean? Well, what, what, okay. Kyler got, is a really too, heavy sleeper. If he gets too freaked out, then, we'll, then, we'll, then we then we call it, and, then, and we'll obviously we'll have a we'll tell him that we did, but just for a little while. I just, don't think it's a great idea, mostly yeah. because when something happens in the middle of the night, yeah. the kids don't wake you up; they wake me up. Mm-hmm. If they get sick, they come to me. Yeah. If if I hear somebody get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom, I hear them. So really, what you're going to do is you're going to scare Kyler. I'm not going to get sleep, and then we're both going to be pissed at you. Okay. I'll factor that into my decision. Okay. Are you ready for one more? Yeah. Those videos were creepy as shit. Yeah, super creepy. Do you want to watch them again? No, I'm good. I'm good. We can (laughs) do it after the show. Oh, yeah. You got to see the door jiggle. It's like, yeah. Okay. Um, So I I love this story. I I think it's pretty scary. Okay. Um, For a lot of reasons. But when I was young, as I think Mm -hmm. like... what it is with like young people seeking out the scares oh sure but and i I think it's part of you know you think you're invincible that's the guy going in the barn yeah yeah yeah. so these these girls are even younger and this is exactly the kind of shit me and my girlfriends would get into Okay. okay so our fan writes in when i was in my senior year of high school i was out driving through our local haunted swamp with a carloads of with a carload of friends trying to conjure up some good spooks before our good before our good, before our girls' night in my house. Okay. I'm from a very rural area, so outside of attending an Amish kegger in the middle of the woods, <laughs> this is all I had to do for fun. Sure, sure. It's my favorite line of this whole email. <laughs> oh. At some point, I realized that we were already a good 10 minutes past curfew, and so we sped home quickly. We pulled into my driveway, and we saw that all the lights were off, and both of my parents' cars were in the driveway. So we figured that they must have gone to bed, and we thought we would evade a scolding and snuck into the house and piled up onto the couch. To set the scene, my house was in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by thick Pennsylvania forest. It had two stories and a finished basement that opened up towards the woods sort of like a rancher on a walkout basement yeah yeah yeah. okay Okay? yeah and an open floor plan with a wooden spiral staircase going from the basement all the way up to the second floor the second floor was half my parents bedroom bathroom and the other half had an indoor balcony opening up into the cathedral ceiling in the living room okay can you kind of picture that yeah i can Yeah. yeah okay we were all sitting on my couch talking quietly about what we were going to do 
when all of a sudden we heard my mom crying and calling my name like, Alyssa? Alyssa? I called back to her immediately, and my closest friend and I started to head upstairs to see what was wrong. She doesn't answer us, and so we just keep carrying, she just keeps carrying on. Alyssa? Alyssa? Over and over, like she's on a loop. We get up to her room, open the door, turn on the lights. My parents' bed is completely empty and had not been slept in, and my parents are nowhere to be seen. At some point after realizing my mom wasn't there, the crying and calling for my name had come to a stop. My friend and I cast a quick, nervous glance at each other and then started yelling for my parents and looking everywhere for them. Yeah. Again, right as we realized that they were not up that they were not there in any capacity, we started to hear the crying and calling of my name again in the same oh. tone that sounded just like my mom. What? <laughs> Alyssa! Alyssa! But now it sounded like it was coming from the basement. Yeah. I didn't stop to think about much of it, assuming that maybe the sound had been thrown in a weird way because the house did have strange acoustics. Maybe she had been in the basement the whole time. At this point, I was thinking that something really bad had happened and maybe my mom was in complete shock. Yeah. I call back to her and my friend and I start running down the spiral staircase as fast as we can. Now, this part I'm not positive about because it didn't happen to me, but my friend claims that something grabbed her ankle through the slats in the steps and pulled her down. If someone or something were under the stairs from the basement floor, it or they would have have to have been over seven feet tall to reach her ankle. We both fell on top of each other and rolled out onto the first floor. And just then, the crying and calling of my name got super loud and started to sound progressively more and more wrong distorted almost a wave of unease and panic washed over me and i screamed for everyone to get out of the house we all booked it back outside to my car we locked ourselves in my beat-up cavalier but we couldn't go anywhere i had left my keys inside we started trying to call my parents but their phones were off and we didn't or they didn't have service about 10 minutes later we see flashlights bobbing in the distance coming down the road it turned out to be my parents And they were absolutely fine. They had been at my neighbor's at a party about a mile down the road the whole time. They hadn't been home in hours. I told my stepdad that we were a little freaked out and he checked the house but didn't find anything. This is one of the only experiences I have had that I absolutely cannot come up with a logical explanation for. All five of us heard the exact same thing. Five of them. It was 100% a mocking of my mother's voice, and it still freaks me out and this group of friends to this day. I lived in that house for several years, and we had other experiencing there, experiences there, but nothing of this nature. The house was built by my stepfather's father, and he also died in the house of a premature heart attack in his early 50s. I don't believe whatever we encountered was his spirit, though, because I've had other run-ins with him. As a rebellious teenager, I used to sit in my reading nook and smoke out the window while my parents were in bed. One night after doing this, I got up and walked out to the kitchen where I was greeted with what looked like almost a swarm of big black particles floating haphazardly around the ceiling. They then coalesced and started spinning in a funnel shape like a tornado and then took the form of a head, upper torso, and upper legs of a very burly man sort of hovering at about seven feet tall. 
Its arm reached out with a pointed finger and swiped down at me. At that moment, I felt more than heard a very loud suggestion of the word no. And then the figure broke apart and the swarm of particles went back to the ceiling and flew out of the room. This happened to me when I was alone, so I have no validation. But I I had always assumed that it was my stepfather's father who had built the house. Maybe he was upset for me with me for disrespecting him by smoking in his house. Because of having that experience, I know that whatever was mimicking my mother's voice was not the builder of the house. I tend to believe that maybe, just maybe, our town's local haunted swamp may have had something follow us home. We were trying awfully hard to conjure something up. What do you think, my peeps and creeps? (laughs) This is from Alyssa in Pennsylvania. Weird, right? Yeah, super weird with the with the group all hearing the same thing, and I don't know. That's super weird. Super weird. The crying of her, like, yeah. and her parents weren't home. No one else was there. Yep. And when you're all five that was together, good. That, gave me, that gave me some chills. Yeah, and it's like I know from you know just this is what girls do. You know, yeah, like, and you can work yourself up, and there's all those things. Oh yeah. yeah, and like one of us would go to the bathroom and then come back and be like, oh my god, I saw something. When you sure, totally sure, didn't, sure, sure. or you would. You know, uh, you would do something that would kind of throw off the group, but then you'd all start laughing. Yeah, I mean, these yeah. girls were scared. I know it is funny where it's like, um, you know, like the those things where you can rationalize it later and you're like, okay, we just got ourselves worked up. Totally. And then every once in a while there's some moments, maybe not for everybody, but for, uh, yeah, I've had those two where you're like, but that one's weird. Mm-hmm. Like I had one dream as a kid. It's not even worth sharing, you know, because dreams can be so weird and like scary to you, but to other people, it's just gibberish. Yeah. But it's like, it just, I still, it still creeps me out when I think about all these years later. Funny. What happened? I mean, again, it's it's, it's a dream where it's just like, what? It's just, it's not going to translate. Yeah. Yeah. Just that feeling of like that, ah, that's off. And then there was one thing that's just not even a story, just a quick snippet. I just remember being in my, uh, you know, after school, like third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I guess seventh and eighth grade. I would go down, uh, my mom would still be at work, so mm-hmm. I'd, I'd go to my grandparents, and then we. I'd go down to, like, you know, we lived in a little uh, trailer, like, you know, I don't know, seven, eight houses down, and when I got a little older, sixth grade, whatever like that, I could go down there. We had uh, satellite TV, my grandparents didn't, so I could go down got and it. watch TV by myself for a little bit before my mom got home from work, before dinner, mm-hmm. and so i do that sometimes, and, and one time I was sitting there, it's so clear, and I was just sitting there, and there was, like, you could look to my right, and through my mom's bedroom to the little attached bathroom, and there was a mirror there. Oh. And there was this face in the mirror. What? And I had a Halloween mask. And I thought, and I'm like, oh, that was my. And so at first, I'm like, that's my Halloween mask. And then I just had a feel, it still gives me the chills that was just like, get the fuck out of the house right now. And, and I just, Yikes. and I just left and ran back down to my grandparents. And I wasn't the kid who, like, this is the only time I had this experience as a kid. And then later, I remember asking my mom about that Halloween mask because I went I went into her bathroom later and tried to find it and it wasn't in there, and I and I couldn't find it uh. anywhere. And I'm like, and it was just so clear that I saw like this face in the mirror, and man, that creeped me out. Oh, now I know why you hate mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dream I had was a uh, a mirror dream a mirror too. Dream? Mm-hmm. Little thing came out of the mirror and just got me when I was paralyzed. Yikes! Yikes! Well, you know, I've been talking a lot about Reiki. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, I won't read it on here, but um, I got a really lovely email from somebody this week who just said, like, they're really dealing with some difficult stuff. And just, Mm -hmm. um, I think, maybe consistent therapy 
the cost of it is maybe not an option for this person or maybe it's just not their jam. Sure. But they did go to Reiki and said like, you know, not like it's a cure all. It's not like, oh, I'm healed. Everything in my life is so perfect and I'm a millionaire and I found the love of my life. Like, no, but they were saying like, you know, it did seem to relieve something from them and they felt really, really good. And so they were grateful that I'm talking about it. So Okay, good. Okay, okay. I'm not, not opposed, yeah. But when I was talking to my gal this past week, I because you guys know, like, there's this old man that it shows up a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, yeah, she just said that there was kind of like a lot of like movement going on. But I asked her, I said, like, is the old man still there? Yeah. She was like, yep, he's still there. And I thought this was interesting. She said it, it doesn't always have to be someone that you know that passed oh, okay. away. It, it can be, be so like- random? Yes, but moreover, it can be like an ancestor. It can be, um, you know, just someone in your lineage mm-hmm. that's just kind of like there, making sure you're okay. Like it's not always bad. Oh, okay. And for some reason, I've been sort of holding on to that. Like, um, I just think, yeah, I don't know. Like seeing that video from the adolescent psych unit, I'm yeah. like, those those black white or things they don't have to be bad i mean don't be an idiot sure don't, don't be like trusting them but like that person who wrote in wrote in was saying they don't engage they don't yeah. i mean i think i think things can just be around us and it's just okay yeah i mean ask me next could be a variety of things ask me next week like after i have some terrifying skinwalker oh nightmares i might feel very differently but this week i'm feeling like okay okay all right it's not do, what's that thing do when it's near you the old man? Mm-hmm. She says he's just there. Does he beat off? Probably. I'm pretty hot. That's, maybe you got an old jerker. I'm usually yeah. naked when it happens. Maybe you got an old jerker Rooney. Because it's like I've usually you. just like had like my waxing services done. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, I'm already on the table. I'm not getting up to get dressed. So I am naked during Reiki. So he probably loves it. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope that Makes spirits don't hang out when you're having sex or in the shower or going to the bathroom. Really? I just hope they have some decency. <laughs> I'm going to be a perv spirit. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do jokes, and I'm going to watch people do stuff. <sighs> you guys, also, I just want to talk about this again. This sweatshirt mm-hmm. is so cute, but it's so frumpy on camera. I, I swear I haven't gained 75 pounds this week. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't look like that to me. I think you're in your head about it. Oh, no, not frumpy, not frumpy. <laughs> there's a there's a bumpy in my frumpy. Well, thanks for those thanks for those stories that, that you guys have been sending in. Uh, I, I love you, the twist with the videos. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, got, I got some good chills today. I got more chills today than I've gotten in a little while. Yeah. I, li- I like those part videos of it, are fucking man. And part of it is I felt bad the last few weeks. I do. I do just like feel like myself again. Yeah, you seem and, better. And, and it's harder to get into the stories because a lot of this. And that's why I was talking about the beginning of the show. Yeah, that's why I hate like the nitpicky stuff. It's like. You can so much of a horror movie, in my opinion, depends on the environment you watch it in. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like you could watch the scariest horror movie ever made, but if you watch it in a fully lit place, mm-hmm. and somebody is being like, "Ha, guy, what, what, nah," like just like making fucking stupid noises, I wouldn't. I, like, it wouldn't scare me. I'd just be like, "Shut the fuck I'd, up!" I think I just heard harmony laughing out there. Shut the fuck up with your weird. Hi, uh, guy. <laughs> That was, a, that was a very obnoxious voice. Right. I've, I've been to movies where some, yeah. like one person's voice, I'm like, nope, 
uh, doesn't matter. This could be the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. I will not enjoy it because of Shithead McGee, who has to have that voice or whatever. Yeah. yeah. To, you know, but it's not it, even just about horror movies. I think it's like all movies, right? Like, but especially, I feel yes, but like, I'm saying, hor- like, yes, yes. But in, you can be in any movie, and if Joe Schmo over here is just mucking sure. it up, whispering, it takes you out of the whole thing. It ruins everything. So I right. just think that in this space, mm-hmm. we're trying to create an environment. Yeah. We're trying to create That's a why story. That's why we got all our creepy little things around right. us. Right. Like, it's, we're not. Building some atmosphere. We're not doing the bi- the biography. No. of fucking Mr. Gnome or what, I, whatever. Right. But like... And especially so, so for some people, if you, if you come over from Time Suck, I mean, this, I just... This is not Time Suck and it never will be. You no. know, it's, it's not for that. It's like... it's, no. it's and, that, and that's why... It doesn't have to be. Yeah, and it's, and, and it's... That's why I wanted, you know, a long time ago to do paranormal stories in a, in a setting like this more than on Time Suck because I, I, I would prefer not to pick them apart. Yeah. But I do feel bad about what happened with Peggy. I mean, when I was getting yeah, those emails, yeah. the first one I got was really lovely that was like, hey, I just don't think you know. And I was like, oh, shit. Because I grew up poor. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, you know, there's one listener out there that I really snapped back at. Mm-hmm. Like, basically said I was a monster for what I was saying. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, just so you know, Mm -hmm. I grew up fucking poor. My mom lost a house in a foreclosure. Mm -hmm. Like, if something like that had happened when I was growing up, we couldn't have fucking afforded to move. It would have been like tough shit, babe. I, I don't. I, I want to be honest. I don't feel bad at all for anything I said in that episode because it's like I just feel bad in retrospect because I didn't know that she was poor. I would have at least been yeah. like, "Oh shit, she's really fucking stuck." I would still said, still would have said, "You got to get the fuck out, Peggy." And that's the thing. That's Har- a natural reaction. And that's the thing. Harm and I were t- talking about that uh, before the recording today, and like even like no, okay, if you know the person's poor, you're going in. Yeah. What person? What normal person? Is going to watch a horror movie where like the protagonist is getting harassed by emo, but they're poor and constantly have this reaction of like, "Oh my god, you gotta get out!" Of- I, I, okay, you, I guess just kind of deal with it because the financial situations have you constrained in a sense where you, I guess you just have to get fucked by the, the demon and you're just gonna have to take it. Nobody, right? You're still gonna be like. Fucking live in your car. You're going to have that reaction yeah. in the story. And again, that's what these are supposed to be. They're supposed to be like yeah. campfire. So so if you're going to get like easily triggered, there is there is a weird phenomena culturally I mean. around the world right now. And, and it's the vocal minority. Thank God. We know that most of you don't care about this stuff. But there's that small minority that just like they're waiting to be like, oh, my God, how could you? Oh, my God, how could you? I, I, I have that reaction to fucking nothing. 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 Like I get mad about like another uh, about like pedophiles or whatever. But, oh yeah, but there's legitimate nothing, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like legit. But there's nothing you could say to me like um, I, I could strongly disagree with you. Yeah. But unless you're, I, I guess unless you're like literally admitting, hey, uh, there's this kid I molest, or hey, I fucking murdered this person last night. Like if you're literally saying you did like a capital punishment type crime, yeah. But even then, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, what's it? How could you? I'm just gonna be like, motherfucker, I'm gonna kill you. Or right. I'm going to call the police. Right. I, I don't have that, like, outrage factor. Even, the, like... Oh. Oh, my. How dare you? Oh. My favorite oh. is, like, on social media, the things yeah. that people say. I'm like, okay, I can also just, like, delete that. Right. And now you'll be blocked. Fuck off. Yeah. Because of, why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why are you going out of your way to just right. be a fucking inflammatory dick? Right. So I, so I like to bring this up because for, like, the majority of the listeners... Yeah. We're not going to overly cater to that. No, and but because because we know that that would ruin the show. And can I just say though that I was grateful that someone like wrote in and was like, "Hey, just so you know, I think it's a language barrier thing. You I know think what? Something- Fuck Peggy. Fuck her. No, I'm just kidding. I was kidding. Hey, ha, JK. Just for funsies. Come on, guys. Come on. 
I was grateful for yeah. the kind emails that came in that were like, hey, yeah. just so you know, because I actually am glad. Like, yes, I learned me too. Something me new. too. I learned something new. And then, you know, it might affect a story in the future yeah. or I might meet somebody yeah, 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 yeah. who's like, you know, sharing their life story. I always think about like the the later effect of that on my life. Like what if what if we meet somebody who's from the UK and then mm-hmm. you're getting their life story and they're talking about council housing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, hey man, like I grew up poor too. Like it's just the yeah. human condition. It's nice yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So we're not we're not monsters, but we're <sighs> not going to overly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I, I could go. Yeah. We keep going. You wanna, okay. We, 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 we keep keep going for us. Keep sending your stories into my story at scared to death uh, podcast.com. Oh, man, they've been rolling in. There are some good I love ones. It. It's so hard to pick. So just just know, guys, like uh I've got one million yeah. stories, and what I've been trying to do is like pick one that's like a little bit more recent that's mm-hmm. been sent in, and then one that was sent in like a yeah. while oh, ago. Cool, you cool, know, cool. so that we're getting that's great. A yeah. little mix. And uh, I hope we never run out. I love them so much. If somebody asked if we could make them into a book, you know, like, would uh, there be a who place? Knows? So just know that, like, I'm keeping them and we'll keep, figure it out. Keep telling your friends. We get enough uh, We get enough listeners. We could totally do, like, uh, some kind of book like that yeah, down the road. So who knows? Cool. It'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm already excited for next week's stories. Got to do the first Urban Legend, which is Ooh. another, I, I think, like, classic, like, ugh. I can imagine, like, you know, telling it with some, like, when you're a kid in the dark and just yeah. scaring the shit out of each other with it. Uh, oh, did you hear there's a new scary movie coming out? No. Hocus Pocus 2. What? They're, they're going to be. Well, it's not going to be scary, know, but they're going to make Hocus Pocus, Pocus, Pocus again. Well, I don't even know what Hocus Pocus is. What? I don't know. I never saw Hocus Sarah Pocus. Sarah Jessica Parker? No. I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. Bette Midler? Nope. The Big Cauldron? Hocus, God, that vaguely Hocus? Remains, I feel like I watched that with my mom when I was a kid. I probably oh hated my it. God, send help. Send help. <laughs> Thank you for listening and watching Scared to Death. Uh, Bad Magic Production. Thanks to the Bad Magic Productions team. Harmony Camp, Social Media, Joe Paisley. <laughs> uh, producing and directing, Zach Flannery on the team as well. And Sophie Evans, finding so many great stories to help me out with those. And thanks to Joe Paisley, Zach Cohen, Jeffrey Montoya for the sound beds, Heather Rylander for taking over the My Story at Scared to Death Podcast.com emails. Go to at Scared to Death Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Bad Magic Productions on YouTube. Enjoy your nightmares, creeps, and peepers. Hope you were scared to death. If spirits threaten me in this place, fight water by water and fire by fire. Banish their souls into nothingness and remove their powers until the last trace. Let these evil beings flee through time and space. Evil may pass through, but has no home here within, scared to death. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 